It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. This is the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Matt Hausman, the founder of Old Security Group, and right there in Westchester, Pennsylvania with an office, another one in Newark, Delaware, as well. We love taking your questions from time to time. After all, the name of the show is Smart Money Questions, so we like to open it up to thoughts from you every once in a while. If you'd like to submit a question, you can do that by going to smartmoneyquestions.com. Got a couple, uh, three, in fact, good ones for you this week, Matt. Uh, Leo will kick us off. Leo says, we'll be retiring in three years and plan to save about $30,000 each year. Until then, we could max out an IRA or a Roth for both of us, though I'm not sure which one would be better at this point. But even if I knew that answer, that still leaves me with another $17,000 that I'd need to invest somewhere else. What accounts should we be using for this extra money? Well, first of all, what I would I would tell people to look at is if we are going to do an IRA and a Roth, first of all, does an IRA make sense? And that's where you want to look at from a tax classification, where are all of my monies? If you're already what I call very top heavy with IRA money, it might make sense to do what's called a backdoor Roth approach where you can get more money into the Roth by contributing into a non-deductible IRA and then doing a Roth conversion over and then still contributing to the Roth. Then with the $17,000, what my suggestion would be is look at an after-tax type of investment account so those monies can take advantage of capital gains, preferably long-term capital gains, which is a much better tax position than ordinary income tax. And then you can decide how aggressive do I want to invest that money and how you answer that is when am I going to need it? What's it there for? Do I have enough money in my emergency fund? Uh, are my pensions going to take care and Social Security going to take care of all of my income needs in retirement? So really l- analyzing what's the purpose of that extra $17,000, and then you can decide where and how you want to invest. Really good question, Leo, and that's a great position to be in. Lots of extra money uh, to put away for your retirement years. Uh, A lot of people will envy that position, obviously, so make sure you're making the right choices and taking advantage of that opportunity the best way. Good question. Again, you can submit a question to be featured on the podcast. Just go to smartmoneyquestions.com to get in touch. Andy has another good one for you. Andy says, I don't like my 401k investment options, but my company says I'm not eligible to roll the money to an outside account. I know people who have moved their 401k in the past, so what are exactly the rules? Well, the, the rules of, and every just to let everyone know, all 401ks are written differently with different rules. Mm-hmm. The idea of being able to move the money out of the 401k is, first of all, let's address if I'm under 59 and a half. Many times, the 401k, you will not be able to move the money out in the event you are still working and contributing at the firm that is the sponsor of that 401k. Although I will say lately, we've been seeing a lot more companies that are offering what's called a self-directed investment option within the 401k. So you might want to make sure that that is available for you. Then after 59 and a half, pretty much across the board, unless you're in some of the federal programs with the TSP or if you're in a union, 
in their programs, many of the times you can do what's called an in-service transfer where you can still keep the 401k active. You can still contribute. If the company is giving you a match, they're still going to match that. But whatever value is available or quote vested where you could move that money to an outside IRA can be done. As a matter of fact, we did it for a new client just yesterday and that's called an in-service transfer. And just recognize there are specific forms or online forms that you have to utilize to be able to do that to make sure it truly is a rollover with non-taxable consequences. Yeah, it's a huge a huge issue uh, that a lot of people run into with their 401ks. You want more options, don't have them at your fingertips, looking for ways out, and uh, the, the opportunities are there certainly for some people. It's good to be asking that kind of question, Andy. Hopefully that gives you some direction and provides a little bit of help for you. All right, this one is a good one to end uh, our Smart Money Questions podcast. Uh, I think this is a really good one, and I'm interested in in your stories and uh, your thoughts on this one, Matt. Maria says, the financial advisor I've worked with for 15 years is retiring. There's someone in his office who wants to start working with me in his place, but I don't have a great feeling about him. How do I handle this without hurting anybody's feelings? Well, first of all, let's get one thing straight is if you're not if you don't have a good feeling about that person, even if they're competent, you're always going to be questioning. Second is the reality is if you decide to move from that particular firm, then people's feelings are going to be hurt. You know, that's something that you really want to think about is if you're already in the position of you're unsure of the person you might want to meet with them again, see if it really is a true feeling, is you need to search somebody out that hopefully you're going to have the same trust factor and the person is going to be as competent as the person that you've had for the last 15 years. My suggestion would be that you start now and go out, interview three, four, five different advisors and find that person that you can connect with. You know, a lot of the, the relationships that we build with our clients really go beyond just a business relationship and they become personal. But you want to make sure that one of the lines that you mentioned there, I don't, I want to handle this without hurting someone's feelings. Invariably, that's going to happen. And you have to recognize that this is your money and you're in it for you. And unfortunately, yes, along the way, there might be some feelings that are hurt, but you don't want to be in the situation of a client of mine that felt just like this. Uh, her situation was she inherited her dad's stockbroker when he passed away. And then that particular person who she did like, uh, ended up retiring and she went to the other advisor that then inherited her account and she just didn't have a good feeling. This particular advisor made some probably not really good moves on her benefit or for her benefit. And it just got to the point by the time she walked into my office, she was ready to make a change. Um, she had requested this advisor to not do certain things. Her CPA had requested this advisor to stop doing certain things that was messing up uh, her taxes and her tax returns. And the situation got, when she did leave, it got pretty ugly. And the reality was it shouldn't always be that way, but feelings will be hurt anytime that we're in the position anywhere, whether it's at a car dealership, it's at a restaurant, it's at a movie, or it's at a financial advisor, and there's the potential for lost business, is there's going to be feelings that are hurt, and there, there are different ways that people handle it. But just always remember, go out, find somebody, 
interview other advisors, find someone that you're confident in, that their competency is there, and that you have a comfort feeling with because this is your money and you want to have, you don't want to always be going to your advisor that you're unsure of and you're thinking, I just, this person was just given my account Mm. and you're not getting that personal feeling. So go out there, take the bull by the horns, interview those advisors, ask whatever questions are going to make you feel comfortable and then recognize that more than likely that time that when you do move, if you decide to move, that feelings will be hurt, but that's okay that, you know, time heals all wounds. So it's going to be better in the long run for you. Really good reminder that your relationship with your advisor is very important and that it should be a relationship that you enjoy and not something that you're going to constantly be worrying about hurting someone's feelings or you don't have a great gut feeling about them. Trust that gut in a lot of those cases. Uh, You really should enjoy working with the advisor. And so keep that in mind, Maria. That's really, really important. Great question uh, that that sparks an interesting story. You've seen this before, Matt, and, uh, and a lot of people will go through this in the future as well. So keep some of those ideas, some of those thoughts in mind. A big thank you to Maria, Andy, and Leo for your questions on the Smart Money Podcast today. You can uh, submit your Smart Money questions by going to smartmoneyquestions.com, and we might feature them on a future show. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We'll talk to you again next time on the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. 